Boys. When do you get gas? Like in your car. Not in your but. <laughs> like when do you do it? Like when is your time to get gas? Below a quarter tank. Okay. Like yeah. Once that happens below a quarter the next time I drive by a gas station, I'm getting gas. Yeah, I'm 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 with you there on like below a quarter tank. I usually don't fill up before then, but it's usually at the end of that trip because I know the next time I go out, I'll forget to get it and then I'll be screwed over. So I try to remember closest gas station to my destination, whether that be home, wherever it be, be get gas now because tomorrow or the next day when you get out and you go, oh shit, I got a quarter of a tank of gas. I've done that way too many times. It's for me, it's whenever uh, my car is literally yelling at me. Oh, because you know, when you get down to like five miles or something and your car is just like, yo, dude, like this thing isn't really accurate. So it could be five miles. It could be zero. (laughs) What are you doing? Just keeps beeping all the time. That's usually when I do it because I don't see the point in doing it before that. Cause like gas is already like, it's not like I'm going in like putting like $5 on the, uh, you know, in the tank or something like that. Like it's back in the day. No, like I have to fill it up. So whatever it is, I'm just like, yeah, just do it all at once. Wow. You go down to fumes basically. Yep. I don't know. (sighs) That's um... live in, in California where you get on the highway and you could be on there for 10 minutes or three and a half hours <laughs> running high risk territory there in Los Angeles. <laughs> wow. Now, well, yeah, I'll say I've, I've hit the, the yellow lights come on before it, it has. And usually now cars, newer cars nowadays give you, you know, how many miles to empty, which is way off all the time, <laughs> way off. I'm like, Oh, 87 miles. I'm golden. I can, I, that's four days getting to and from work easily. And by the end of the week, it's like three miles to go. And I'm like, no way. It's seven minutes to work. Give me a break. But that's, you're pushing that scary territory. Dude, that's scary. Have you ever run out of gas? Never. I've never run out. Never run out. A, and I was a, thinking that I was going to. This, this is, this is bad news for you, DD, because- <laughs> We have we have clearly established that the things that we talk about on this podcast tend to happen like the next week. So I hate to break it to you, man, but like it's it's going to happen for the first time in your life. You are going to run out of gas and it's going to happen soon. <laughs> I've, I've never done it. And I and I felt like it was going to happen at one point this week. That's the reason why I'm asking you guys this question. Because I thought it was going to happen while I was taking Sersha to school because I should have done it the night before and then forgot. And then I was like, oh, man, I'm like, I'm already running on fumes and I got to get to the school, which isn't far away. But it's like it's like three miles away. And the car said like five miles away. (laughs) That is unbelievable. I can't wait to get that text from you this week. You're right, Chris. Well, boys, welcome to the Brunch Breakdown. It's Dee, Dee out here in L.A. Chris and Dan are in Pittsburgh. And now this podcast has four children. 
And <laughs> congratulations, Chris. Hey, thanks. Yes. Uh, if you're if you're watching, uh, or potentially if you're listening, I'm told that my stream is a little bit choppy over here because I am quite literally podcasting in the only room where I could get away from my family. So um, hopefully we make it through this episode. If I sound weird, that's why. But yeah, appreciate it. We are now a family of four. Yes, we are all now. We all have four kids in this family. And Dan, I don't know if we're the smart ones or you're not, or you're the smart one. I'm not sure yet. I have my own answer, but I'll just keep that to myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, today on the episode, we're going to be talking about this Golden Corral fight over the buffet. We've got birth songs. Uh, this that this is coming from Chris at, at the hospital. So we're going to be talking about birth songs. And uh, we've got a movie pick three that should be a lot of fun and a new round of Brunch Court. But let's get it started like we always do. Dan, let everybody know where they can find the Brunch Breakdown. Everywhere, baby, everywhere, everywhere you listen to the podcast, you can find the brunch breakdown. All those major players out there, right? Apple, Spotify, Google, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and now recently, Amazon, Amazon and Audible. You can find the brunch breakdown. So, yes, tell Alexa, play the brunch breakdown, and she will do that for you. New episodes every Thursday. Hit follow, hit hit subscribe. Let those episodes come to you first thing in the morning, Thursday, each and every week. Full videos also available on Thursday, 9 a.m. West Coast time, noon East Coast time. Those are available on our YouTube and Facebook pages is when those premiere and available on demand anytime you want to watch after that. Check out all the fun stuff that we have on there. We've got a couple of visuals today, so you're going to want to go back, check those out if you're listening in the car or on your headphones right now. Also, check us out on social media. Give us a follow. We will follow you back Anywhere we are, that is Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Triller, TikTok. I'm maybe leaving something else, but we're out. We're out there everywhere at Brunch Breakdown. Last but not least, follow us on Spotify. The sounds of brunch on Spotify. That playlist we we update each and every Friday. We give you what we're listening to each week. Check out that playlist. We got a lot of interesting uh i think we're gonna have an interesting playlist this week based on some of our topics so check that out sounds of brunch on spotify beautiful all right well let's uh get it started with bruise day chris is back and uh chris what are you sipping on uh i so i'm i'm woefully unprepared for this episode uh i'm underprepared for this episode and i assembled everything 10 minutes before we started recording. So I went down to my beer fridge. I grabbed the first thing that I could find. uh, And I actually think it's a pretty good pick. The beer that I chose from my favorite brewery of all time, Ray's Grain Brewing, Waukesha, Wisconsin. I have a beer mosa called Orange. Oh, let's go. Yeah. And it's hopped with Citra, Amarillo, Mosaic hops. It's called Orange. It tastes like orange. This is, my friends, a brunch beer. Okay. I've had it before, so this is not going to be like a first taste or anything like that, but this is, you know, you go to brunch with your friends, you get a nice, uh, you know, you put your order in, you get the beer Mosa, enjoy that before the order gets there. And that's going to make brunch that much better. So a little beer Mosa. Um, this is my first drink in a long time. So we're going to see how this episode goes. Cheers, boys. (laughs) Yeah, you were saying what last time you were on with us two weeks ago that you were in much need of a beverage, but quite literally couldn't have one 
in case you had to get behind the, the vehicle and uh, start driving to the hospital. So yeah, glad you could finally cheers and enjoy, enjoy that sweet beverage. Thank you. Nice. Um, Dan, what is a mosaic hop? I say it every week on this podcast. I'm probably going to say it again. I'm not really sure yet, but yeah, probably going to say it again. What is a mosaic hop? It's just, uh, I'm trying to think of the, they do it a lot with citra and citrus. Like citra is the one that goes with citrus. citrus. Um, But there's just these variants of hops that depending on the flavors you're trying to uh, bring out. Um, Mosaic's in a lot. It is. It's in a lot. It's a flavorful one. Um, so yeah, it pairs well with Citra and some of the ones that bring out that citrus flavor as well. So yeah, it's a nice, it's a nice pairing hop. I'll say that it pairs well with other hops. It's friendly, friendly hop. Solid. Well, guys, I have today, I'm in the building and I'm peeling myself <laughs> hazy IPA. What the hell? Oh, yeah. That can is amazing. (laughs) Yeah, this can's incredible. This is literally a I'm walking past the I'm walking past the fridge at like my favorite like six pack shop. And I see that and I'm like, don't even care what it is. It literally (laughs) could have been like a milk chocolate stout. I don't even care. I was picking this up regardless. This thing's incredible. Well, anyways, this beer right here, hazy style IPA with banana, pineapple, tangerine and vanilla. Whoa. Okay. Okay. Like we are, I mean, come on. Like, and let me shout out the brewing company. It's from Weathered Souls Brewing Company in San Antonio, Texas. Let's check this pour out. Oh, it my God. There's a lot of smells coming out of here. I can only imagine. Oh yeah. Oh my God. This tastes like a smoothie. Yeah, baby. That's a Steel City beer right there. Whoa. Keep one in the fridge. Yeah. Keep one in the fridge. You taste all of the banana, pineapple, and tangerine. It feels like you just like squeezed it all in here. Like this is, and you taste the vanilla too. This is an incredible piece of work right here. So shouts to Weathered Souls Brewing Company in San Antonio, Texas. I'm in the building and I'm peeling myself IPA. Man. Yeah. Yeah. This is a special one. Enjoy that. I'm a little jealous. A little jealous of what you got there today. Both good beers from both you boys coming in strong here. Uh, speaking of strong, I guess I'm a little bit strong here today. I went uh, went back to the stout category. Haven't done a stout in a, in a little while. And haven't had a beer from our good friends at Hitchhiker in a little while either. Uh, and this is a beer we haven't featured on Brews Day yet. Um, this is an Imperial Candy Bar Stout. Okay, uh, called half sweet, half nuts, and it's conditioned on peanut butter, hazelnut, caramel, and cacao nibs. Um, and let me tell you what, this is like a one of those. If you've had one of the peanut butter Snickers, where it has like everything, and then they added peanut butter, is exactly what this tastes like. It is like liquid Snickers in a can you get that nuttiness um you get the chocolate you get the caramel and you get that a little peanut butter sensation on top of the nuttiness you know there's a difference between the two and this this hits it this is amazing um you got kind of the candy bar wrapper going around the can oh as i you couldn't can see tell what that was at first That's yeah awesome. 
it's really your blown can up. Was like coming apart. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you really got to get the full spectrum of it. Like it's yeah, the candy bar is really what it's uh, it's doing there. So half sweet, half nuts. It's an eight five, so it's a drinkable stout, not too crazy, right? Uh, but super, super delicious. Not overly sweet. Really well balanced. Hitchhiker done it again. Knocked that out of part. Half sweet, half nuts. That's what they call me. So cheers. <laughs> Half sweet, half nuts. It's like the perfect way to describe like ex-girlfriends. Right. <laughs> Didn't work out. Why? How's this not a t- how's this not an album? How's yeah. this not an album to somebody? Come on. <laughs> Jeez. That is great. Well, boys, cheers. 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 <laughs> oh yeah. All right. It's time to get random topics off our chests. And uh, Chris, I'll let you get started, man. You weren't here last week, so I'm going to jump to you again. Yeah, one might think that I would dive into something deep about parenting today, but I'm not going to go that route, boys. Um, I watched the Sean Payton, Kevin James movie. Oh, no. (laughs) So let's talk about it. Where's my popcorn? I'm ready for this review. (laughs) I didn't know this was coming. Clear clear the menu. Cannonball coming. Let's go. We changed the show we're gonna talk about this the whole time (laughs) yeah you know it was like it happened randomly um my my wife's parents are here with us helping us out uh with the kiddos as we get adjusted and we were just looking on netflix for a movie i did not realize that this thing was already out so they brought it up and they brought it up like the day that sean payton was i guess he resigned from the saints right so hell okay let's dive into it and watch it and like i didn't know that this was an adam sandler movie i didn't know that it was a happy madison thing but i'll tell you that within three minutes of watching the beginning of this movie it is very clear that it is an adam sandler production because you're basically looking at the entire cast of grownups just in a different movie is is basically what this movie is um like rob schneider is pretty much the same exact person in this movie he's like a really weird like hippity dippity dude doing yoga and making weird tea and snacks for the team that nobody wants to eat it's like just like grown-ups um and yeah so i didn't know that that was interesting and then like once i processed that i thought okay i understand what i'm getting in this movie now right it's just gonna be something that five years from now is on TV in the summer on the weekend at two 30 on TBS. And it's on in the background while you're cleaning like that. That's the movie that, that we're watching here. And once I adjusted, it was kind of a cute movie because I'll tell you this much, like it's this Kevin James, like Sean Payton thing. And you're thinking as a sports fan, okay, what, what are we diving into here? The movie is more about the kids. It was almost kind of like, I felt like I was watching like the big green because it's a team full of kids that like there's one talented player and the rest of them are kind of like crappy, but they find the different talents that the kids have and they put it together. And then then Kevin James like does his Sean Payton thing and like writes a new playbook and then they beat everybody. Okay, so it's like, that's kind of, whatever, but, uh, it, it wasn't, it wasn't bad. It wasn't great. Um, I, 
I would watch it again if somebody wanted to watch it because there were parts that made me laugh. There were parts that were entertaining. Um, but yeah, I felt like, you know, given everything that's gone on, it was important for me to really bring this up to you guys and just let you know the latest things going on in my life. And, and that is that I watched uh, the Kevin James, Sean Payton movie. I'm happy you did it. I'm very happy you did it because, man, I now I, I either have to or don't have to. I don't know. I don't feel obligated to do it now, though. Yeah, I feel good. I'm glad we don't have to watch it as a group and cover this on the podcast now. <laughs> yeah, kind of honest. Um, because based on the preview, I was just like, this looks just this doesn't look good at all. Like, I don't want this. I don't want this in a movie. And if it knowing that it's Happy Madison, it's like basically Adam Sandler's like, who do I have that looks the closest anything like Sean Payton? And of course, it's Kevin James. And I thought maybe he's going to lose a bunch of weight for this. Absolutely not. Didn't happen at all. <laughs> um, it's just it's not what I was hoping for to cover the the one year Sean Payton story. Um, wow. Okay. Well, that's interesting insight. Yeah. Now yeah. I don't know if I'm more curious or less, honestly. Well, <laughs> I still think you guys have to watch it because I think what our responsibility is going to be is to compare this to that Kurt Warner movie and decide which mm. one is worse. Um, I will yeah. say the beginning of the mo- of this movie, there are some just terrible, like not Photoshop, but like the video equivalent of Photoshop where like Kevin James's face is put on Sean Payton's body when they're winning the Super Bowl. It is, it is bad. It, it, that is very, very bad. Um, so you have to get past that point and it gets better after that, but it's, uh, it's, it's, it's bad. It, they, um, I mean, it looks like 1995 technology, the way they did this for a 2022 movie. So. Oh no! Hey, come on, Adam Sandler is loaded. Come you on, me. yeah. At least, at least watch the first five minutes just to see. Yep. Uh, to see that, but I'm sold. Soon as Siobhan goes to sleep tonight, I'm turning this <laughs> on. <laughs> I'm turning it on. So thanks, Chris. You sold me. I'm done. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Dan, get it off your chest. Uh, mine starts with a question for for both of you gentlemen, not just because your parents, but you know, I really need to, I really need to know from just an outside perspective here, do kids reality competition shows like creep you out as much as they creep me out? Like kids competition, reality shows like MasterChef junior. Yeah. Yeah. Like, do you see yourselves as parents watching these shows with your kids as they get old enough to watch TV TV? Like I understand the premise of like why these could be something that everybody likes, right? Where it's, you know, it's kind of for the kids and the parents kind of don't mind it as much because they've watched the adult version and there's like a connection there, but like, it's just getting to be a bit too much for me Um, to name a few others. Yeah. The kids baking championship, uh, top chef, junior uh, American Ninja warrior, junior top chef family style, which is a newer one with, Megan, the Megan, my mama said Megan, the trainer. <laughs> Megan, the trainer. Yes, that's right, baby. Coming for Coachella. Um, <laughs> um, a master chef 
<laughs> junior, chopped junior. Like you can kind of get the theme here. That there's Jojo Siwa's of... Dance Pop Revolution. Okay. On Peacock. Okay. It's pretty great. There you go. Like what happened to like the old school traditional, you know, kids reality show competition that we watched, you know, Double Dare, and Guts and Legends of the Hidden Temple. And what would you do? Like that was cool. We didn't need our parents to like that and watch that with us. It didn't become family television. Uh, nowadays, it's more like, how, let's kind of like expose these kids and make them, you know, bake us a bunch of cakes. And then like, that's, that's the entertainment that we're looking for. Now we're such an obese country that the most popular reality shows are watching other people make food. That's really what it's coming down to. And now we're just, we want to watch kids do it too, because they can, it's like, Oh, these kids can bake cakes. How cool, Jimmy. Like I want our generation. Okay. To be, They'll be the next executives and producers of these shows and of these networks. And like, they'll realize what we had back in the day. And those were like actual fun competition shows for kids. We don't need it to be for kids and for parents. Cause it's like, they have these, you know, mean judges and judging these kids work. No, let's just be a competition show run around obstacle course. I don't know. I've just seen a lot of it lately. And now I've seen that there's a lot of cooking and baking ones that it just, it just made me think of the good old days. That's all. That's my old man speech for today. Megan, the trainer. <laughs> Dude, here's the thing. Uh, I completely disagree with you on everything you just said. Yeah, you probably watch them by time... yourself now anyways, with or without kids. You're like, yeah, this no, is cool. Yeah, I don't watch them with me. Siobhan don't watch them with our kids. They're like, no, turn it off. We want to watch something else. No. Uh, <laughs> when I watch American Ninja Warrior Jr., I literally see my kids up there. One of my kids will be on American Ninja Warrior Jr. 1,000%. I like I already have it circled. I know where they're going to go to the ninja gym when they're five years old. Like I'm ready for this, whether if they end up hating it, that's fine. But they are 1000 percent. It's circled. Once they hit five years old, we are going to the ninja gym and we're taking classes. If you hate it. Cool. Just like ballet, just like basketball and anything else your parents sign you up for as a kid. Ninja gym. We're going because one of my kids is going to be on that show. One of them. I love how. Didi dropped that classic, like, but I'm still a good parent line in there of like, well, they don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Thanks for clarifying. Um, I don't I've never watched any of these shows, so I would guess that. No, we don't watch them as a family uh, just because I have never watched any of them. I did love them when we were kids. Like when you said that, Dan. The first thing I thought, because I'm not aware of any of these shows you guys just talked about. The first thing I went to was like Guts. Like, is that what we're talking about? Like the Agro Crag? Because I love that show. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm not familiar with any of these shows. But that's literally yeah. American Ninja Warrior is Guts. That's all it is. They just put Junior there. It's literally just Guts. Just not as cartoony as Guts was. It's weird, though. It's like too competitive. It's like chill like let's bring it down like we're like on guts we're competing for like a a shopping spree at toys r us and like there's like so much money on the line for these weirdo other ones that it's just like let's let's calm it down these are kids 
You don't have the weird adults doing those things. That's fine. But that's where I think maybe that's where the disconnect is. Maybe it starts and ends with the prizes, right? You make the prizes a little bit more fun, you know, trip to Nickelodeon. You know, what happened to those prizes? Chris, I'm talking just to you then. Wait till I'm sending you a link to American Ninja Warrior Jr. You'll be like, yep. You'll be like, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, Olivia uh, climbing up on the uh, climbing up on the couch. You start seeing something else. Boy, you're like, oh, man, I think she's got it. Ninja Jim, five years old. Get ready. (laughs) But if she if she doesn't like it, like, we'll stop. If she, if she doesn't like it, we'll stop. It's <laughs> oh, damn it. All right. Uh, I got to get this off my chest. Uh, as we know, Tom Brady retired. Tom Brady, he's done. Tom, you know, that guy. That dude, he used to play New England or something oh, like that. 12. Yeah, yeah, that guy. Um, With his retirement and them and people trying to make it like this is some big news that Tom Brady was retiring. He's 45 years old. And I want to say this to LeBron James specifically. LeBron, listener of the Brunch Breakdown podcast. Retire next year. Because if you stay around too long, less people will care about you retiring. Because here's the problem with Tom Brady retiring. We just watched the greatest football game of all time a couple weeks ago with two young quarterbacks who are going to be doing this for the next 15 years. No one cares that Tom Brady retired. Like we've got Joe Burrow in the Super Bowl. Nobody cares that Tom Brady retired. Like, and if LeBron waits too long, younger players that are coming up in the NBA, whether it's Luka Doncic or John Morant or whatever, people are going to be worried about them and not you when you retire. You can't stick around this long because I honestly don't care that Tom Brady retired and he's one of the greatest football players ever, but it's like, you can show all of the Super Bowl NFL films footage or whatever. I'm like, why are you doing this? We've seen this for 20 something years. I don't need it. You have to, you can't stay around too long. Don't stay around too long, LeBron. Don't do it. You need to get your flowers and just, and then walk off into the sunset. Don't let everybody kick you out the door. Like we're basically doing with Tom Brady. I feel like he announced and it's like, okay, bye. <laughs> so I had to get it off my chest. Don't stay around too long, athletes. Don't do it. Maybe what Tom should have done and what LeBron could maybe do if it happens is uh, Tom should have retired after they won the Super Bowl last year. Go out on top. Yep. Maybe then people will miss you a little bit more. You have a little bit of a moment. So LeBron, your next championship, it's not this year. Uh uh, so hopefully within the next two to three years, he can get one more and go out then rather than, like you said, Didi, because, yeah, you're right. People are like, wow, what a career, Tom Brady. Back to current today NFL quarterbacks. Let's time to move on. Yes, yes, you're right. Yeah, you hang on too long, and it's just fanfare is not as spectacular when people are ready to move on from you or like 98% of the NFL and their fans are ready to move on from you and have been for the last 10 years. That's a really good point, Didi. Like I hadn't thought of it the way that you said it, but these last, I don't know, last 24 hours, however long it's been since he said he's retiring. I've just been wondering, like, why is everybody trying to convince me about how good he was? Like we know, like we already know, but then it's like the networks are just like, the networks are like interviewing other people on their own network to talk about, like to try and convince the viewer that he was the, like we know, 
we we know all of that happened. We don't need wall to wall coverage about this. Um, and maybe it would have been more appropriate had he retired after winning the Super Bowl because then it's like, yeah, the goat goes off winning a championship. That probably was his time, but he was too drunk at his parade to figure it out. Avocado <laughs> tequila. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And it's just, yeah, it's just been a weird thing, but I, I don't, I, I wish that he would have just done it last year where we're just talking, we're just focused solely on Tom Brady and that's it. But right now it's like, I, I don't miss you. And I feel like when people retire who are that great, like we should miss you. They should be like, Oh man, what's the NFL going to be like without Tom Brady? We already know. <laughs> and, like and. That's that's a good point. Like Ben Roethlisberger had a much bigger send off and like it wasn't like a for sure. Sure. But it was pretty well known. And he had a, you know, a big send off at the, his final home game and obviously the playoff game where they lost. And then there was a couple of days afterwards, not just locally, but I think nationally, too. But for Tom, that's like, dude, it's it's Super Bowl week, man. <laughs> like you guys lost, you know. We got to find a new quarterback in Tampa Bay now. You know, we got things to do and other things to talk about. Yeah, I don't know. Now my mind is going to like, remember Mario Lemieux like retired and then came back multiple times. Like maybe that's what Tom needs to do. And would you be surprised? Because I sure as shit wouldn't. If like Tom Brady at 47 decides he's going to come back and play for, I don't know, who at the Jacksonville Jaguars. I, you know, like I wouldn't be surprised. No, me either. No, but I think there'd be like a headline underneath that like, recently divorced Tom Brady decides to come <laughs> back and play in the NFL for the 49ers might have to go with that storyline, <laughs> but I'll say this, the hall of fame class in five years from now is going to be stacked. <laughs> ben Roethlisberger, yeah. Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski could be in the hall of fame that year. Adrian Peterson could be in the hall of fame that year. Like <sighs> all those dudes, it could be crazy. Five years in Canton. Wow. That's a class. Yeah. Nice. All right. Let's get into the main menu, boys. Um, let's get it started. Chris, you had a baby birth songs. Let's talk about what you told us in the chat, sir. Go for it. Uh, well, I don't really remember what I told you guys in the chat because I did text you from the hospital, but I remember proposing this topic about like, oh, that's right. Now I remember. Oh, shoot. I'm not prepared for this topic at all. This is going to be great. His own, <laughs> I totally, his own topic, ladies and gentlemen. I totally, forgot, I totally forgot the parameters for this one. And it just hit me now that, yeah, if you could choose your own birth song, right, what would it be? But the parameter that I put in there was that, like, okay, if you, like, I was born in 1987, I can't choose a song from 1997 because it wouldn't have existed when I was born. Um, which has me in a pickle now because I'm gonna have to do some music research while you guys are talking, but that is, that is the topic. <laughs> All right. Well, you do, do your research. Uh, <laughs> not doing yourself any favors after what Didi and I said about you last week. I'll tell you that right now, but I know uh, you've been busy. We know you've uh, been busy. Be honest. <laughs> I didn't listen to what you guys said. I did get a text or two from people saying that uh, you guys were not being too kind to me, but that's okay. <laughs> Just like the Sean Payton movie, listen to the first five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. That's amazing. Right. 
Well, birth song for me, 1985. Sade, Smooth Operator. I just come out, Smooth Operator. And then I'm here. It's the perfect song to just come out. Boom. Yeah. That's good. And this is going to be good because we all have different birth years. Yeah. So there won't be any, there won't be any carryover. Um, I have a couple of honorable mentions to buy Chris a little bit more time. A couple of honorable mentions that I considered for one reason or another. Um, Cause you have to take the lyrics into consideration with this too, right? It's not just the song. It's like lyrically <laughs> like notorious from Duran Duran is an amazing song in the chorus is great, but like lyrically not super appropriate, like not really great to like represent who I would become in 1986. We're talking 1986, by the way, uh, walk this way from run DNC and Aerosmith strong contender, strong contender. Um, like Metallica master of puppets was on there. And I was like, wow, what a song, by the way, wow, this song is old. (laughs) Um, you give love a bad name by Bon Jovi. Now I didn't actually consider that one, but it made me laugh. Um, take me home tonight, Eddie Money. Again, it's almost a little desperate. I didn't want to quite, quite go with that. Uh, so it came down to two. Uh, Gloria Estefan and the Miami Sound Machine Conga. Come much I can baby baby do that conga. That's I mean- it. I'm I'm picking for you. That's it. Yeah. You're done. Yeah. <laughs> Like so, the one I chose, I'd say close because you know, when you go out with Steel City, everybody's gonna have fun, right? Right, and that's what Wang Chung gave us in 1986. <laughs> Everybody have fun tonight. Everybody Wang Chung tonight, and that's a night out with Steel City, and I feel like that represents my life over the past 35 years. Pretty close one though. I feel like Conga represents your life better than that song. <laughs> Just throwing it out there. If you go out with Dan, everybody will be doing the Conga or some dance. Right. Everyone will be doing right. that. Right. Very Just fair. saying. Yeah. Yeah. That was close. That was real close. It was tough to pick between those two. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm looking at some <laughs> list and it's, uh, I mean, it's obviously unverified because it says everybody Wang Chung it was from 1987. And like, as I was going down it, I was like, yeah, that's legit. I I could go with that. So if Dan's choosing that one, then I'm back to the drawing board. And I didn't know there was a drawing board until five minutes ago. Um, (laughs) So I, shit, I don't know. Um, One that caught my eye, that's super random. And Didi's probably going to say that I have to select this one. Uh, Bruce Willis put out a song in 1987. And it's called Respect Yourself. Oh, boy. You better like, like... listen to a couple of seconds of that before you declare that, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> well, we all love Die Hard, right? So it, how, it had to be. <laughs> this is the era of Die Hard. And I mean, this is when Bruce Willis was pumping out hits. Okay. So if he was pumping out hits on the screen, he had to have been pumping out hits in the studio. Right? Right? Wow. Wow, we got a we got a um, we got another situation on our hands. I'm afraid with keeper, it could be another keeper Sutherland situation, which is what scares <laughs> me. It really scares me here. <laughs> Listen, in the '80s, Eddie Murphy also put out a song. 
Yes, he did. That was on the 1986 list. And I was like, oh, wait, what? Party all the time is on that list, Mm -hmm. too. And yeah, um, because I was thinking, because honestly, I looked up that song to see when it was because I knew it was somewhere like between 85, 86. And I was like, dang it, 86. Yeah. But yeah. But that was the time when people who were just famous just put out songs. All right, Bruce. Got some solid horns in there. This might work, Chris. <laughs> Why not? Oh, that's a beautiful line right there. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I hope I think I you hope, found a winner there, Chris. I hope we get like a copyright infringement thing for playing, playing a Bruce Willis song on this podcast. <laughs> Zoom already called it out. It was like, what are you trying to do? So I'm afraid that, yeah, hopefully that was quick enough. I know. Yeah. Sometimes we can get flagged for that. So hopefully we didn't <laughs> Got to do some post, some post edit. <laughs> get out the way and let the gentleman do his thing. That's a good one. <laughs> Hey. Why not? Welcome to the world. I'm here. Welcome. I did think of one like, okay, if I could choose a song from now, I think it would be Jeremiah, I'm a star. Oh, nice. I thought I told you I'm a star. Yeah, I think I think that would be a good song to be born to. I like it. I like it. Wow. Uh, if I'm picking now, it's <laughs> it's Crank That Soldier Boy. <laughs> I come out you <laughs> amazing. amazing um I'm gonna need your guys's votes on this one I think you know where you're going but like I'm like what what songs connect with me who I am you know nowadays you know black and yellow by Wiz Khalifa that's um you know steel steel cities at my name for crying out loud uh my chemical romance the black parade is one that has always resonated with me on multiple levels so I think that works but like if we're talking right out of the womb, like Timber, Kesha, Pitbull, let's go. It going just, down. it just, it's going down. Yeah. Yeah. Conga, Timber. I mean, we're just setting up the wedding track list right now, by the way, to get the people and the feet moving. So that's kind of what I lean towards. Can't go wrong with Kesha. Beautiful. <laughs> I love it. I love this topic, even though Chris wasn't prepared for it. He still <laughs> up, but I love this topic. Bruce Willis on the playlist. Here we go. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we have a movie pick three. Let's get into that right now. We love our pick threes, our pick twos, our only pick ones. And we've got one that uh, we found on Twitter with a bunch of movies. And we're going to pick our three that we have to keep. Only pick three. Who brought this into the chat? That'd be go me. ahead, Dan. Yeah. Running the, this was going viral on Twitter, like you mentioned, DD. And this is like speaks speaks to our our age group and our generation right these are like the prime movies like high school college right out of college this is these are the heavy hitters and i'll go down the list here quickly uh grandma's boy the hangover hall pass horrible bosses due date dodgeball 
21 Jump Street, The Longest Yard, Napoleon Dynamite, Pineapple Express, Role Models, Step Brothers, Superbad, Talladega Nights, and wrapping up with Wedding Crashers. So quite a lengthy list here, but all really, really strong movies, which is why making this, yeah, we usually do pick twos, pick one, whatever, but this was a pick three. This is a difficult pick three, right? These are hard to pick three out of this, this bunch. This is easy for me, guys. I was going to say, Didi's like already eliminated half of these based on like two, one person in each of these movies. <laughs> Will Ferrell, Adam Sandler. Okay, what are we down to? <laughs> like, the telling you, this was easy. I I get it. I, I, I like, fine. It's not because it's not that I hate these movies. It's just easy for me to pick the ones that I love out of here. Okay. That's really okay. the main okay. thing. Because there are only a couple that like I actually like can't stand. That's... I don't like Grandma's Boy. I know lots of people love that movie. I do not like that movie at all. Like, Hall Pass, dude. All right. Anyways, I don't want to rip all these movies. People love them. Do your thing. So I'm going to go um, Wedding Crashers, 1,000% number one on this list. There's uh, there's just nothing better than uh, that movie. The Hangover, number two. And number three is a movie that I really want to watch now. And I haven't watched it in forever. Napoleon Dynamite. Because I loved that movie, like watched it all the time. And I know that's not a unique experience to anybody of our age, but I just really want to watch it now because I really want to know if it'll be interesting or funny or anything to me now. Because, man, was that movie weird. And that's why it was so funny. And I'm just wondering if like whatever, how many years, close to 20 years later, is that movie still funny to me? But yeah, there's my three. Interesting. Interesting. Chris, what are you, what are you pulling out of here as your, as your three? I know this is going to be more difficult for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have it down to four. Um, I'm with Didi. Like the easy number one for me is Wedding Crashers. I, that There's just never been a more quotable movie for me. And like the, the in theater watching experience of that movie was just hilarious. Same goes for Superbad, which is on here for me. I think super bad, like watching it in theaters, how funny it was. And then like, I just watched that constantly in college. Um, and then my third one came down to dodgeball and the hangover. Um, and I think I'm actually going to go with the hangover, but that's a really tough choice. I'm going to go with the hangover because of like the initial movie watching experience of that movie. And also like, I saw that movie a little bit late and I only saw it because every single person was talking about how good and how funny that movie was. Like I, I, I was like overrun with people saying like, I can't believe you haven't seen that movie yet. Um, so I'm going to put that the hangover in there, but uh, yeah, there's, I mean, I feel like I could even go with other ones in here and still be pretty happy with the three, but, but I think those are my three. So it's very clear why the three of us get along so well and uh, podcast together because we've got some serious carryover here for sure in my three um, as well. Basically kind of a combination of, of what the two of you have already stated. No doubt Wedding Crashers was the first one I went with, but the same reason you guys have, have both said. So definitely Wedding Crashers. Um, my second pick is The Hangover. Uh, you're right, Chris. That, that movie was like crazy popular when it came out 
like really crazy popular. Like everybody was talking about it. Um, and I think it, it, the fact that it did have like a sequel in like, you know, multiple movies after that hangover two and three, right. That they weren't nearly as good as the first one, but they weren't like so bad that they completely ruined the series. Like some other sequels do and just didn't hit the mark or were like totally, you know, you could, you, you saw everything coming. And my third one is by a close margin is dodgeball. Um, I think that just the Ben Stiller character and aspect in that movie is so funny. And there are so many quotes in that movie that I still say to this day, it's just kind of almost, uh, almost, you could almost say it's underrated funny because it's not on TV all the time, right? A lot of these movies are on the, on TV all the time and dodgeball isn't. And so I think that makes it a little bit more, you know, I can laugh at it every time I watch it because I'm not seeing it constantly, but super bad was close for me. Uh, Grandma's boy, which Didi doesn't like. That used to be one of my favorite movies in high school. I haven't seen it since then, so maybe it won't land and quite be as funny, but I I couldn't stop watching that movie in high school. Um, and I mean, Step Brothers is good too, but you know, it's, it's, it's not in my top three. So Hangover, Wedding Crashers, and Dodgeball. But you can't go wrong here. You can't go wrong. Dude, you know why? Maybe Wedding Crashers is like this too, but... I know the hangover for me, it was super low expectations. Mm. That's why that movie was ended up being like, it's, it, it was just, whoa, this is the greatest movie we've ever seen. Cause it's just I, like, I remember just being like, yeah, I'll go. Oh yeah. I saw like a preview of that movie. They go to Vegas. Like, cool, let's do it. And then I left the theater. Like that might've been the best movie I ever saw in my life. And Good I think point. it's cause I didn't go in expecting anything because if you look at the people in that movie, like, I don't know who really knew Bradley Cooper then you know what I mean like who knew it's like because you look at that cast and it's like they're famous to us now but like that was the movie that made them famous yeah like they were famous to us then so it was kind of just like these dudes are in this movie and they go to Vegas I don't know looks kind of funny whatever and you know it was a star making movie but yeah that's why I feel like that movie just you know ended up being like so in your face you haven't seen the hangover i felt people trying to kill you when they said you didn't see it like what (laughs) like so yeah that's yeah that's why that one was so special yeah there were there were that you're right that's a great point but that cast being loaded and you know at the time you really didn't realize it do you think the guy that played doug like he's probably the only one that didn't get famous from that movie i mean he wasn't in it much really what do you think his life is like you think he wakes up every day going you've got to be kidding me how have i still not gotten anything else that people know me for it's crazy like everybody but i forget the comedian's name they uh like the the actual actor's name but the guy that plays black doug is like he actually has mike apps mike apps yeah he has more memorable lines than the real doug like people remember him more than doug yeah like Mike Epps is one of, I mean, if you're ranking funniest people in that movie, like he's two or three and he's in the movie for like that seconds. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's in the movie so quick, uh, but it's just like, he's hysterical in that. I love when he just says like, Hey man, I'll be your Doug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. 
<laughs> Good so God. Good. All it's right. So uh, all right. So let's uh, let's go to brunch court. Let's go to brunch court because we are coming up against time, boys. Let's go to brunch court. Okay. We're going to brunch court then. Um, we've got another 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 group going into the alcoholic spiked beverage category that we need to bring, bring to the forefront here because this one's a, a little bit different. Yes. From the makers oh, of whoa. Simply Lemonade. <laughs> Simply spiked lemonade. That's right. Um, Coca-Cola, the Coca-Cola company who makes the Simply line, Simply Juices, Simply Lemonades, teaming up with Molson Coors to release this summer a Simply Spiked Lemonade variety pack. These are going to come in uh, a variety pack, a mixed pack of 12 12-ounce cans, or they're already jumping in and doing the single single can 24 ounce cans if you want to buy them as single 24 ounce cans and of course we've got four flavors here traditional lemonade strawberry lemonade watermelon lemonade and blueberry lemonade so we cover these a lot right this is this is what the brunch breakdown is all about but this one's a little bit more twisted that you're getting kind of a juice line jump in go alcoholic with simply spiked lemonade Give it to me, boys. What do you think? This lost from Daniel Dudley. I only buy Simply Juices. I only buy Simply Lemonade. (laughs) I only buy Simply Orange Juice. I only buy Simply Juices. That's the only juice I buy are Simply. You just spiked them, which I already do. (laughs) (laughs) Put it in a can. Let's go. Done. You don't need to sell me on this at all. Like This is what I do. All four flavors. You're in for all four flavors. <laughs> all four flavors. All okay. of them. All of them. Yeah. I feel like simply this is you you wouldn't expect it from simply. Yeah. But like if you actually like peel back the layers here and just think about who's making seltzers these days and who's making spike drinks, it's a lot of people that really sh- to have have no business trying to make flavors out of things, but simply is delicious all the time. Um, we don't buy a lot of juice, but when we do, we're gravitating to simply. So I feel like this makes a lot of sense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't buy a lot of juice either, but it's like when I have to buy orange juice, cause somebody's sick in the house or whatever, it's, it's simply when I'm buying lemonade, it's simply. I- yeah. Yeah. This is genius. It is simply is one of the better people that make juice period. And then to be like, okay, let's team up with people at Miller, Co- uh, Molson cores. They know what they're doing. We know what we're doing. Let's combine forces. This could be the hit of the summer, boys. This could really be the hit of the summer. It's going to be hard to like for one group or another, or one drink or another to outweigh themselves in this like seltzer market, but this is going to give themselves a chance. Watermelon, I'm not, I don't know how much that'll work. Lemonade, watermelon, maybe it will, but the other three, home runs, home runs. So there you go. Three across the board. Uh, now let's get to the one that we teased a little bit last week. Didi, I told you that you were going to love this. Um, we're going to go, if we go back, say, I think into November, we talked about how little Debbie had introdu- introduced the Christmas tree cake ice cream. And I know you were like instantly, Didi, I remember instantly was on his phone, like, I have to find this. I have to get this now. Well, my friend, you are in luck because they are releasing the entire line, essentially, of little Debbie in ice cream now the whole like the whole line not just the christmas tree ice cream christmas tree ice cream 
they got the whole thing launched exclusively to Walmart this week. These are out as we speak here right now. And they are out exclusively, again, exclusively at Walmart. I'll run these through real quick for those of you that are just listening. You got to go with the king. Oatmeal cream pie, vanilla ice cream, soft oatmeal cookies, molasses. Cosmic brownies, brownie batter ice cream, mini rainbow chips, and brownie pieces. Honey buns, honey bun flavored ice cream, however that works. Glazed honey bun pieces, sweet cinnamon swirl. Swiss rolls, which is chocolatey cake ice cream, chocolate cake pieces, and a whipped cream swirl. Zebra cakes, which is white cake ice cream, yellow cake pieces, and a milk chocolate fudge swirl. Nutty bars, which is peanut butter ice cream, chocolatey waffle cone pieces, and a thick fudge swirl. And last but not least, strawberry shortcake rolls, which is white cake ice cream, yellow cake pieces, and a tart strawberry swirl. Let's go to the man himself, Daniel Dudley, for his initial reaction. Just give the people what they want. <laughs> Just, I mean, come on. I, I don't, which one to you guys is your favorite out of this? Cause I'm the honey bun Ooh. ice cream is the one I really want to try. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I need to, I need to know what this tastes like. There are other ones that I know what they're going to taste like. Cause I feel like I know what the nutter, the nutty bars ice cream is going to taste like. It's probably gonna taste a lot like moose tracks, but like mm. uh, this honey bun one I'm interested in. The, the oatmeal cream pie to me, I just, because I think it's, it's, it's really unique because of like the oatmeal cookie pieces, molasses, it's just not something you see in ice cream often. Some of these other ones, it's like, you know, brownie batter ice cream. Yeah. Ben and Jerry's does stuff like that or cake ice cream. Um, that one, that one I'm pretty interested in the oatmeal cream pie. The nostalgia in me says zebra cakes. Yeah, (laughs) like I just keep looking at that one. I don't know if it's because it's in the middle (laughs) of this picture, but like I, I feel like the whole experience of eating that would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, this uh, to to piggyback. I mean, come on, this is the easiest brunch court item we've ever done. Yeah, of course, of course, we're for like, like you hate yourself if you hate any of this. Yeah. Yes. That's all. You have your own issues to deal with. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so uh, this was a big heavy hitter for brunch court this week. I don't encourage people to shop at Walmart, but you must go there in order to get these again, released this week. Get them, get them, try them out. Let us know. DD, you let us know when you get your hands on any of these. Oh yeah. The uh, live taste tests. Always welcome them. I, I, you know, I don't, I don't want to do many more of them myself. So please <laughs> take over. <laughs> Is that it for Brunch Court? That's Brunch Court this week. That is Brunch Court. I love it. All right, let's get into what we are listening to before Chris has to run away and take care of all these children. (laughs) Well, I'll go first. Um, Go first, Chris. Beba Doobie popped up on a new track. So I'm going to put that on the playlist this week. Nice. That's my whole explanation for it. (laughs) (laughs) Don't know the song title, don't know anything, just... I do know yeah, the song title. I rank these. I rank these. Okay. It's called Silver Into Rain. And I listened to it once and I thought it was a cool vibe. So we're going to put it on the playlist. Love it. Love Beba Doobie on the playlist. Nice. Let's go. Dan. My man, Rex Orange County is 
back, releasing his first new music since 2019. Uh, big hit Loving Was Easy uh, back in that year was huge. And I absolutely loved his album. <laughs> it's called Pony. Uh, but I loved it. But he's got a new album coming out March 11th. He announced a tour this summer. You know, Rex, he's just got this unique blend of styles and sounds that I just, I love. It's cool. It's calm. It's chill. But it's, you know, it's pop and there's, it's alternative and it's jazz and it's everything. So Rex Orange County, Keep It Up is the new single. That'll be on the playlist. Like it. Uh, Wiz Khalifa, Juicy J, and Project Pat put out a song called Backseat and... If you are a fan of any of those three's work, this song will just make you happy because there is nothing new here. This song could have came out anytime between 2006 and now. <laughs> this shit sounds awesome. Backseat, Juicy J Project, Pat Wiz Khalifa. Wasn't Wiz's like breakout album called Rolling Papers? Yep. Yeah, I was explaining that to my uh, mother and father-in-law the other day. That was fun. Um, <laughs> a band I've been listening to recently, it's called Magnolia Park. Uh, they have a new album out. Well, it was like an end of 2021 album uh, called Halloween Mixtape. I'm going to put a song on the playlist. I don't know exactly which one yet. The reason is because I love every song on this album. And it's another, it's kind of like Meet Me at the Altar where it's another pop punk band that is new that doesn't like look like every other pop punk band out there, which I think is really, really cool. So Magnolia Park is going on the playlist this week. Very nice. Uh, I've got a crazy like collab mashup that nobody really saw coming. Um, the main, one of the best like modern day pop punk bands out there. They've been around for a while. They're out we, uh, when we were young fest. The main teamed up with Taking Back Sunday and Charlotte Sands. If you remember Charlotte Sands, she was on the playlist last week. Really like her stuff, but everybody knows Taking Back Sunday in the main. And these three team up for a song titled Love You a Little. And it's just like these crazy, talented, super recognizable voices coming together for this, you know, pop punk anthem almost um and they like kind of trade vocals throughout the song which i think is really cool really unique it's not like one gets a verse one gets the choruses one get you know gets another verse it kind of you know goes back and forth a little bit never really would have guessed them coming together in this type of collab but boy it works and it works really well so love you a little from the main taking back sunday and charlotte sands nice um LMI put out this song called DFMU and it's her first release since like she like blew up in 2018 with her song boot up which was huge and a couple other songs yeah they made it huge and then just kind of did a couple features on people's songs but didn't tell now she's getting ready to release a new album and uh she's got the song called don't fuck me up and it's really good DFMU so uh yeah it's just super good and I I just like LMI so check it out nice Nice. Um, last one I have is actually probably going to be two songs. I was just listening to brand new this week. Uh, their album, your favorite weapon, which is over 20 years old, which is just freaking crazy. That thing came out when Dan, we were freshmen in high school. Um, but I want to put last chance to lose your keys. Cause that's always been my favorite song from that album, but also 
Soko Amaretto Lime because I think that's the song that people remember the most from that album. I want to put them both on the playlist this week because I love them so much. And um, yeah, we're old, guys. We are. Uh, Chris, your daughter is not old. Uh, so of all of the songs released in 2022, we go back to that topic. What's her, what was her birth song? Did you have a birth song moment? <laughs> Only the songs that have released in four weeks so far. <laughs> um, yeah. So we had playlists uh, for both of our children and we don't know what song they were born to, which is, I guess something oh. I should have added when we talked about that topic. Like it is a really cool idea to put a birth playlist together. It's a very popular thing to do. I promise you all the time and effort that you put into it, you are not going to remember shit from it. You're not going to remember what song was playing when your kid was born because there's way too much other stuff happening at that time. So I don't know. Mm. Okay. Well, may this I suggest how something? we do it when <laughs> Sergio was born is what was playing. Whoa, really? <laughs> this is how oh, we do it. Well, that makes a lot of sense now, Sarge, doesn't it? Yes. When <laughs> Sergio was born, this is how we do it. When Major was born, I have absolutely no clue. I have no clue. Oh. But yeah. That's amazing. And the amazing. only reason I know, and I'm not going to go into details, but the only reason I know it's this is how we do it is because something happened and I and I just remember at that moment what the song was playing. But otherwise, gotcha. everything was silent and blanked out. I don't even know. That's hilarious. Uh, well, one song that it could be if you wanted to represent your new daughter in this world is from my girl. She's back. Mo back on the playlist. That's right. Off her brand new album. Okay, her first album since 2018. She's come out with some singles and collabs and stuff, but first full body of work since 2018. And the song is called New Moon. It's super energetic, super catchy, very poppy song that kind of gets you ready to dance. Um, I, I love it. I'm super excited for this album for this year for my girl, Meh, and the song New Moon. Tell you what, man. In my... <laughs> We got Muh and Biba Doobie on the playlist. It's, it's like, what is, is this episode 12? Like, what's going on here? This is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and, yo, and my last song I have is uh, the girl that Chris named his first child after, Olivia O'Brien. Uh, Sociopath <laughs> came on a playlist this week that I was just like had on in the car. And I was like, man, I haven't heard this song since the summer because she put out her EP in the summer uh, episodes. And it's just a really good EP. And I ended up listening to it a bunch of times. And Sociopath is just so good. And Olivia O'Brien, Olivia O'Brien is just so good. And uh, yeah, putting that on the playlist. And our number one fan, Jordan Sparks, this is mine now. We'll wrap up the playlist this week. Got to keep that rolling. <laughs> love us some Jordan Sparks. So this is mine now. I love it. Had I love it. <laughs> oh, well, boys, um, next week, we're definitely doing sports brunch because Super Bowl, Winter Olympics, uh, we got a lot of stuff to get to when it comes to that next no, week. No, we have uh, another week to the Super Bowl. No, next week. We've Super Bowl week is next week. It's a week from Sunday. So yes. we're in brunch, sports brunch two weeks from now. We have a week off in between, so two weeks from now. Oh, yeah, you're right. We want to talk it. about it after, not before. Yeah, All right. I know. Yeah, solid point. Two weeks from now, sports brunch. We'll Two do weeks Olympics. from now, sports Olympics brunch. And- Olympics, Super Team Bowl. USA, baby. Olympics start this week. Let's go. This is the longest NFL season of all time. <laughs> yeah. Why is it's the Super Bowl in week. mid-February? We didn't need it. We didn't need the extra game, people. Like, why is the Super Bowl in mid-February? This is so dumb. God. Yeah. Day before Valentine's Day, everybody. Enjoy. Just stupid. <laughs> Anyways, any final thoughts on the brunch breakdown, guys? 
Mm, no. <laughs> like no. I said, Olympics Olympics start this week. Enjoy everybody. Get on Peacock, NBC, <laughs> the whole family, Team USA. We're coming yeah. to crush. We're taking yeah. it home. Let's go. I got my I got my gear on. Yeah. My Team USA gear on. Right. My my final thought is that I'm glad Dan clarified what, what team he's rooting for in the Olympics. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Jamaica's got two bobsled teams in the uh in the Winter Olympics this year. So shouts to Jamaica. Amazing. Dan's like, no, I've got my bobsled uniform. <laughs> no. Fuck Jamaica. Yeah, they're going down. <laughs> That's the French breakdown. We're out.